As a child, we were always taught before we crossed the road to stop, look, and listen, and to effectively coexist, or for lack of a better word, get along with our borderline or narcissist, and reduce the risk of a trigger or an unpleasant encounter. We need to employ that. Stop, look, and listen. In today's podcast of my inner torch. So I really wanted to call this emotional Miranda rights or just the facts, ma'am, because when you think about dealing with your borderline or your narcissist, we go through filtering. If we're smart enough, we filter what we say to give you an example. This past Thanksgiving, uh, interesting situation with my UBPD comorbid with narcissistic, narcissistic personality disordered wife. Um, I came down on Thanksgiving morning and was having a conversation with my wife and she was cooking the turkey. And I said, oh, uh, did you remember to take out the middle rack of the oven? And her reaction was bizarre. Instead of saying, why, yes, I did. She went into a tirade about how... I am basically telling her or how I'm insinuating that she's an idiot, that she's stupid, that she doesn't know how to cook. She, you know, that, that I think she's, um, not, uh, not smart enough to remember to take out the rack. Now, mind you, the statement that I made was very benign, very innocuous. I I said it in a very calm fashion. I said it because I have been guilty of forgetting to take out the middle rack and then the middle rack heats up and we have to take it out. We have to put it outside. And if you put it up against the surface, it may burn something. So I was merely just asking while the oven was preheating, did you remember to take out the middle rack? And she went off. It was a trigger that in some form or fashion, I was insinuating that she's stupid. Now for most normal people, uh, the normal reaction probably would have been like, oh, yeah, I sure did. Thanks for reminding me. But for her, it was an attack on her person. And it it, it just amazes me. I, I, I was just amazed at her reaction because, again, I went into jade form, unfortunately, justify, argue, defend, and explain by saying I didn't mean that in that way, why would she think that? And of course we went into a circular conversation with repetition compulsion occurring as it does crazy making circular conversations that go nowhere and lead to nowhere. So when I say just the facts, ma'am, and remember that anything you say can and will be used against you either at that particular moment, or it will be regurgitated at a later moment. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Always love hearing from you. I've had a lot of people ask me the question, <laughs> which I find interesting. Uh, and I kind of covered it in the, well, maybe I didn't cover it fully in the seven stages of coping with or coming to terms with somebody with BPD or narcissism, the, the stages we go through. But I've had people email me and say, am I a narcissist? Am I a narcissist if I think about myself? Am I a narcissist If I say something, you know, if I give myself some value and folks, that's really sad that we even have to 
question that. Because what that suggests is that we have been gas lit on a continual basis. We've been led to believe that we are the problem. And in my previous podcast, uh, it's not you, it's the situation. If you haven't listened to it, please do. This is what happens in these relationships. We are led to believe that everything that is wrong with the narc or with the borderline is because of us. Um, the victim playing that most narcissists do where they take great offense. If you challenge their thought process, or if you even ask a benign question, I'll give you another example, which I thought was interesting, which actually happened on the same day. I'm sorry. It actually happened on Friday. Um, our granddaughter was here and, uh, we were sitting around the kitchen table and, uh, we were talking and, uh, my granddaughter mentioned that she was going to a Christmas celebration and that, um, they were going to have jelly beans there. And so I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. I I didn't know that they, they had jelly beans at, you know, Christmas celebrations. Well, my wife, for some reason, uh, when we were having this, when I was having this conversation with my granddaughter, with our granddaughter, uh, all of a sudden said, okay, okay, enough with the conversation. And later on, she related to me that she had to stop the conversation between me and, the, and our granddaughter because I was just hitting home the point about the jelly beans. I was attacking her verbally. Now, of course, this wasn't true. But in my wife's opinion, she was a disassociating, living in her own world and creating her own circumstance. She was basically telling me that I was attacking our grandchild when I was just asking questions and just having a conversation. She's eight years old. I wasn't screaming at her. I wasn't berating her. But according to my wife, I kept bringing it up and I just kept bringing it up and I kept shoving it down our granddaughter's throat to the point where she couldn't take it anymore. Mind you, this was a very, again, like the statement of, did you remember to take out the rack was a very benign conversation. Even our daughter, our granddaughter's mother said that she did not detect any hostility or any malice on my part. But this goes to show you how the borderline works, how the borderline thinks, because in later conversation about this rack in the oven, my wife proceeded to tell me that that was the first thing I said when I came downstairs on Thanksgiving morning, when of course that wasn't the case. It was part of a conversation. But again, it is just the facts, ma'am. Anything you say can and will be used against you. These are the emotional Miranda rights that we have when we're dealing with a borderline or a narcissist. So as children, we were always taught to stop, look, and listen when we cross the road. That's what you have to do when you're dealing with your borderline or when you're dealing with a narcissist. You have constantly got to filter what you say. Some people call it walking on eggshells. Uh, They will turn the things that you say against you, they will stockpile, emotionally stockpile those statements that you may have said in a previous conversation, take it completely out of place and put it into another conversation that you may never have had. That's a disassociation. The point of this is I have to ask, and we have to be honest with ourselves. Do we want to continue with this. And I have to tell you that again, through the seven stages and you do kind of go back and forth where you go into the anger and the denial and the confusion and the absolution when you give yourself permission, 
when you give yourself permission to think freely for yourself, because these people will crawl into your head and they will control you. And that's why I said, I receive lots of emails from people questioning their own emotional stability, questioning their own, whether they're the narcissist. Well, that's what they want you to think. They want you to think that you are the problem. You're the person with the problem. It's projection. It's kind of assuming their identity because they don't have an identity. They do not have an emotional identity. They haven't matured emotionally. And that's something you have to remember when and if you choose to remain and to continue to deal. It's a very, very frustrating experience. And I'm, as I said, I vacillate during those seven stages with the anger, with the denial, with the feeling like I've been taken advantage of because we have been. Our very nature has been taken advantage of. This is something I cover in Soul Suckers. They will take your soul. They will take your identity. They will leave you questioning, questioning whether you're the person at fault. That's how good they are at it. And are they doing it knowingly? I think for them, it may be a defense mechanism. It may be their way of coping. But folks, it requires so much effort. And at the end of the day, and this is where I'm at right now, you have to sit back and the old saying of, you know, writing pros and cons before you take a job or before you make a big decision, maybe you have to take a piece of paper and write down the pros and cons of your relationship with your borderline or with your narcissist and be honest with yourself. What do these people bring to the relationship? What do they offer? Think about it and be honest, really be honest with yourself. And maybe you will come to the conclusion that the cons far outweigh the pros that maybe you don't get what you want and need from the relationship. Maybe you're starved for affection. Maybe you're starved for human kindness, compassion, and empathy. These are things that they cannot bring to the table because these are things that they cannot experience, nor are they things that they understand. I honestly believe that my wife has no capacity to understand or care about my predicament and why that is, I couldn't tell you because I don't live in her head and I probably wouldn't want to. It's a twisted, painful place, but it amazes me how apathetic she is, how she doesn't seem to think that there's anything wrong with her behavior and how she can't take onus for it. So really you do have to step back. You do have to say to yourself, this is a dysfunctional relationship. This relationship is going nowhere potentially. And why am I still here? And why is your borderline or your narcissist still here? You have to come up with those answers. And when you come up with those answers, you can give yourself absolution, permission to make a decision about your future because it's your future, not theirs. It's yours. You can't control what they do, say, or feel, but you can control what you say and feel. 
MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We enter a very difficult time, and that's the holiday season. Fraught with triggers, thought grenades, and experiences just like the one that I had over the Thanksgiving weekend in which I was involved in this completely inane conversation that just went in circles with somebody not accepting responsibility for what they're saying, somebody disassociating and creating a circumstance that did not exist. Now that I understand it, now that I am primed for it, I can step back and say I can identify it, but it doesn't make it right. And unfortunately, it's not going to change. So I say to you, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been my Inner Torch. 